father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches, hello again. Coach Kevin Furtado from the Championship Vision Podcast. Today we have episode 177 with Coach Phyllis Arthur. Phyllis Arthur is the head girls basketball coach of McEachern High School in Atlanta, Georgia. Phyllis Phyllis Arthur has been coaching for many years, starting her career as an assistant in Carnesville, Georgia at Franklin County High School and in Athens, at the, Athens, Georgia at Cedar Shoals High School. Coach Arthur then relocated to Cobb County School District and became the head coach at Pebble Brook High School in 1999 and continued until 2006, after which she became the head coach of McEachern High School. Coaching experience experience also includes slow pitch softball, fast pitch softball, volleyball, girls and boys track. She has been a committee member of the Atlanta Tip-Off Club from 2006 to the present. She was named assistant coach for the North-South All-Star Game in 1982 to 2015. She was also named assistant coach for the Georgia-Tennessee All-Star Game in 1983, named the assistant coach for the Brand-Jordan All-Star Game in 2014. She was the coach of the year for Cobb County in 2004, 2011, 2012, 2014, 16, 17, and 18. She was also awarded the Bobby Crimmins Coach of the Year Award in 2012, 2014, 2017. While at Pebblebrook, Coach Arthur and the Lady Falcons were region runner-ups and appeared in the state playoffs four times, making it as far as the Elite Eight in 2004, the first time Pebblebrook has advanced to the Elite Eight since 1984. She has five state championships at McEachern, 2012, 2014, 15, 16, and 17. The 2012 team had a record of 33-0 and defeated all their opponents by an average of 33 points, including the state championship game. In 2012, McEachern ranked second in the nation, named in top five for National Coach of the Year. She has five state championships in six seasons. State appearances at McEachern, 2000, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, all the way to 2020. Also, Final Fours, 2011, 2012, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So as you can see, she's had an unbelievable career at built Pebblebrook into really a state power and also McEacher, an unbelievable program. She was the first team to four-peat in the highest division in 40 years, 2014 to 2017. So we're, we're really excited, and, and Coach is really going to talk a lot about today on how she has built that program. She's going to go over her offensive philosophy um, she's really going to delve into her defensive philosophy on, hey, I asked her, hey, how do you, how do you stop the great point guards from Westlake, from Madison, the Caleb McPherson's? What do you do to kind of stop these great guards? Because playing at the 7A level, you're playing against the best of the best. Um, she also talks about, you know, what does she do to make herself a more efficient basketball coach and a better coach? So I re- think you're really going to write down a lot of notes on 
how Coach Arthur has built a program at McEachern and what is she doing to make herself a better coach. So welcome, Coach Phyllis Arthur. Hey, Coach. Hey, how are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yeah, great, great. Hey, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, no problem at all. I, I had so many coaches contact me and say, man, I can't wait to hear Coach Arthur and so forth. So oh I know God. you're going to share some golden nuggets for us. <laughs> I don't know. I will try. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, kind of ask all the people I interview, like how did you grow up in the game and where it got started and then how that kind of led you to kind of just being the coach that you are. So I know I know you probably grew up probably in a basketball family. Tell us about your youth. Uh, yes. Um, actually, I, I have eight brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, six brothers. And my brothers and I would get out there and play every sport imaginable, from football to basketball to softball to baseball. And um, we lived in a neighborhood <clears throat> excuse me, where everyone – will come to my, my yard because we had a huge, huge yard. So everyone came there, and it's mostly guys. We probably maybe three girls, including myself. And um, as a young girl, I mean, I remember being like second or third grade, probably earlier, my brothers would get me out there and teach them how to do layups, how to catch a softball, how to throw, how to do all of that. So I fell in love, in, in love with the game then because I'm, I'm trying to compete with my older brothers as well as trying to uh, make them happy by playing, playing well. So that's how I got started, you know, as early as I can remember. Yeah, and I know uh, I spoke to uh, Hilda Hankerson mm -hmm. and another great coach in the Atlanta area, and it sounds familiar. She grew up the same way. It is, I think it's important um, – I know this sounds kind of crazy. I think the the women that grow up with brothers yes. and that's how you kind of learn the game. Is that so true? That is very true because you have to find ways to score, uh, to handle the ball, uh, to get in and rebound over guys who are bigger than you and better than you. So you have to find a way to maneuver and you have to be mentally and physically strong to be able to do that. And uh, playing with them – all every day, all day long is what uh, has helped me to be a, be the basketball player I was or the athlete I was and to have that mental mindset that um, if you lose, you better not cry. You better get up and come and play again until you win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's probably how you coach now <laughs> and so forth because I know you're a, you're a tough, demanding coach. Tell us about the program and you have – of course, you know, of course, you're at McEachern and you built an unbelievable program, but kind of tell us your journey on where you started and how that led you to McEachern to what you're doing. Well, now. I was at Pebblebrook for several years. Um, and when I got there, man, they had the players, the athletes, and um, they had not really been winning much. And I just changed the mindset of the players to. Hey, you got to be tough. You got to run. You know the game is not slow anymore. It's a run. It's an up tempo type game. So once we did that, I um, we started winning. Um, and then the McKeechan job came open. I applied for it, and I got that job. And it was I remember going there, and she had gone to state nine years in a row. And I'm thinking, oh my god, you know <laughs> I can't come in here and blow this. And I remember us going to double overtime in order to go to state, but we did. And once we, once I made that tenth year, it was pretty much, um, you know, easier because that mental rock or that mental block was moved. And and, and I just had some really good players, and they loved the uh, up tempo style basketball. Yeah, and sometimes it's you know, and you probably already know this from coaching a long time. There's probably talented schools and talented players all over the place. The coaches, that that's the key, right? I mean, you somebody has to go in there and say, hey, this is the mindset that we're going to do. Because I think there's a lot of schools 
that have talent. So coaching's a big aspect. It is. Right? You have you have to get them to buy into what you're doing. And um I have I have tried so many different things to get the girls to buy into because each year is a little bit different, even though you may have some returning <laughs> players. Uh what we did last year, what I did to get them to buy into what I was doing may not work the following year. Um, you know, we have done things as, as um meditating before a game listening to music, uh, holding a basketball and just laying on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, poems, um, quotes. We do quotes, anything that could get them to buy into um, what I'm doing. And once they have bought into it, um, it's, it's not hard. Yeah, for sure. And that's the key. And every every year is different, right, Coach? I mean, yes. each year you're going to have different play. You might have the same players, but each year, kids change, right? They could be different from year yes. to year. It's, it's yes, amazing. Yes, it is. Um, the first year that we won, I remember uh, telling them that um, what you believe is going to happen is going to happen. Um, and I gave them a card with a basketball on it that had a verse on there that said, the um, faith size of a mustard seed. And I gave it to them the day before and put it in their sports bra, their sock, their knee pad, whatever. And, and if they kept that with them, <laughs> that we were going to win. And most of the girls believed it and bought into it. And, and because it changed their mindset to positively, they started believing in it. And that's the year we went 33-0 and because they believed that um, everything was possible. So uh, the next few years, I tried it over and over with them, but it kind of they didn't really buy into it. So we went to the meditating. Yes. Yeah, sure. so they start meditating. They love that. So now before every game, we turn off the lights in the locker room. Everybody's quiet. I play some music and I have them seeing themselves uh, doing something great. It's only about 20, 30 minutes. Then I turn it on and then we go on three games. So I'm thinking of something now for this upcoming year. Cause I got some talented players of what I can do to, get them to buy into what I'm selling. Yeah. I love the, 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 the motivational side, cause that's very it important. Is. I think sometimes coaches neglect that. I might steal okay. that from you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I have some great coaches on and so forth. I'm always trying to pick up ideas and so forth, which coaches around the state or elsewhere have you kind of, if you have a question about something, who are the coaches that you really rely on as your mentors? Um, the ones that I am close, we, we're in a close-knit group, believe it or not, uh, of coaches. It's Coach Kathy Walton from our Southwest DeKalb, Shante Frost uh, okay. from Mays, Hilda Hankerson from um, Westlake, um, Melanie Samuel, who is from, um, she was at Wheeler, uh, Newton County's coach. I mean, we, it's a group of us, Landmark. And, and if, I, if I really, really get in a bind, I still call Charles Turner, who is a coach that I learned from from the beginning uh, when I was in Athens at Cedar Shows. He was a rem- remarkable coach and kept his cool. You know, he could get, get the girls to believe in him without losing his cool. Yeah, and we need people like that because, I mean, there's always going to be – we're always going to – it doesn't matter what kind of team you have. We need people we can rely on. I know um, I spoke to Hilda Hankerson right. and so forth, and, I mean, she had, I mean, this is a great coach, and you guys are Thank both you. great coaches. You're still out there trying to learn and seek information. Uh, you're always yes, learning, right? We go to about maybe two to three clinics a year. We go to Nike, Nike clinic every year. And if anybody has any any clinic around, close around, I would go to those. I've been on online and listening to um, you know the um, the Hawks coach, uh, the Houston Rockets uh, assistant coach had a um, he had a Zoom clinic Monday, Tuesday. He had a Zoom clinic, and I get on and I just right. take notes and and listen to what they're saying, and and it's been really really uh, informative to me some of the things I've learned and some of the things that I was doing, they were already doing. And then there were some things that I was doing that I'm going to do a little differently, tweak it because the way they did it, it seems so effortless for the players, for the coaches. You know, sometimes 
I, I, I tend to work too hard, so I'm trying to work smarter and not as hard. <laughs> For sure. Um, and yeah, you got a tradition there. And uh, I know last year, uh, I think you had a tough loss with Collins yes. Hill, but I did read a, I did read, I, sorry to, sorry to bring that back. I know we lost in the state mm -hmm. tournament as well. I know it's tough, but what did you learn from that loss uh, that will carry you guys this year? You know, I learned, I learned something before the loss and it was a little late. Um, I lost my point guard to an ACL tear in July of last year. So we were without, without a point guard. So I brought my shooting guard over, Denim DeShields. I brought her over to be a point guard. And she was struggling because, you know, she's not really a point guard. And people don't understand that being, being in that position is so tough. Um, so maybe uh, a week before that game against Collins Hill, <clears throat> excuse me, I called in my office to just talk to her and see what's going on, how she felt. And she, she made the most eye-opening comment. I mean, she was crying at that point, and she said, Coach, I'm really not a point guard, but I'm there because that's where you want me to play. And she said, I can create mm -hmm. my own shots. I am a creator for myself. I know how to create. I know how to get in there and create what I need to do. But when I hear you all yelling pass the ball and, and the fans yelling pass the ball, as I'm midstream, I hear it, then my mind becomes unfocused and I make a mistake. And that told me then that she can create for herself. And at this point, I need to allow these girls to think for themselves and be creative. And when they think for themselves and they are creating their own legacy, they'll be a much better player. Instead of me trying to tell them how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, when to make the pass, let them do it at their own pace. And it was at that point we were getting, play, getting ready to play Collins Hill, and I thought, God, I should have asked her that months ago. So it was a little late. So <laughs> I do every year ask – I have a one-on-one -on -one with my players, and this is when I ask them what kind of player are they – how do they, do they like being coached? Do they do they like a coach who in your who is in your face or who is pat you, the kind of pat you on the back? But this year I'm going to add, um, what kind of player are you? Are you a creator, or do you need someone to create for you? You know, I'm going to add something to that one on one, so I can know that this is what I have. Yeah, that's great coaching right there, and I, I love how you're asking the players. Um, I don't think we do enough of that, right, Coach? I think sometimes we get kind of caught up mm -hmm. in our own little world. Um, but our players are smart, and I know you yes. coach some smart players. I love what you're doing there. Do you think – so you're you're trying to get your program to be more player-led, yes. right? And, and, and as we get closer to the playoffs is when I back, back off a whole, more. Of course, beginning of the season, I'm right. demanding, and we're doing it this way, and let's go, let's go, let's go, and it's hard running coming in at six in the morning and practicing again, you know, it's, it's that, that type of regimen. But as we get to the playoffs, I start backing off in practice and I don't referee and the coaches don't referee. I let the girls referee their own scrimmage. And, and then, it, you know, they start making, they start calling their own timeouts and, and drawing up their own plays. So that's when we get to the playoffs, I back off. I back off teaching and just start coaching. Yeah, I love that. That's a great detail right there. I think sometimes it's it's a reverse with a – I think that's why you've been so successful probably in the state tournament, I assume. Hey, talk about your – man, you run the, you, won, you won the state championship from 2014 to 2070, four in a row, yes. Coach. That's pretty good. How did you build that culture? Because I know you probably didn't come in there thinking that you're going to get four in a row. What, what, have you, what are you like your non-negotiables – in your program and culture there? Non-negotiables. Um, coming late to practice, missing practice. That's a non-negotiable. Uh, misbehaving in the classroom and outside the classroom. Um, believe it or not, as, as tough as I am, I allow the girls to battle. and They may get into arguments. <clears throat> I allow that as long as afterwards we are okay. 
I allow them to come. They have said stuff in in the heat of the moment, and I I I let them vent and get off their off their chest or off their shoulders because I know it's the heat of the moment. But if it's in practice and they are disrespectful or rude, we're running immediately. But if it's in a game, um, I make a mental note of it, and then after the game or the next day at practice, I remind them of what happened and say, "Look, you got to." You have to be able to speak in the heat of a moment. You got to be able to think when you're talking to a player or a coach because if you cannot speak to them in a in a calm manner, you won't be able to do it during the game. Yeah, that's a great point. Cause I think do I think I think all all of us who coach girls, I coach mm-hmm. girls here. Um, sometimes we don't allow them to speak their mind to each other. We're trying to. I mean, I think that's important. Long as it's at the end of practice. Boy, we were all right, one team, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, because um, now is that what about during games and so forth on that? I mean, do you want your team more calm or do you want your team more vocal to, with each other? I want them more vocal with each other. They have to they have to talk. It, you know, we got to communicate. But when it's a big play, you cannot become rattled, you know, and. Hello, this is Craig Reed, owner and CEO of Corny Board Aids. We specialize in providing coaching aids and equipment for the basketball coach. We are also home of the Corny Board, the original sideline coaching board. I want to recommend Championship Vision Podcast. It is a great way to get insights into what other great coaches and leaders do in their programs. Kevin Furtado brings a great tool to coaches with this podcast. Thanks, Coach Furtado. Hello. Hey. Hey. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that that was our commercial break. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes that happens. Uh, Hey, I love what you were saying. You were talking about communication during the game. Kind of continue on. Yeah. um, You know, in practice, we a lot of times players um, catch on immediately. They it just it just they intuitive. They they come up with. you don't have to teach them much, but some players you got to teach them to communicate. So we do it a lot in practice. Um, but I want them to communicate to each other on the floor. Even the players on the bench, they have to come and communicate to each other. Say, I saw this and I saw that. Well, I saw something you did wrong. And, and they are to communicate with me. If they feel like, hey, Coach, this, this offense may not be working or can I go to this spot or can I move to a different position, you know, I, I allow it because – I feel like if I don't do it and we don't win, then they would think, well, she should let me do what I asked. But I also want, <laughs> I also <laughs> sure. want them to be calm, you know, because, because you may have to create something. If you. Uh, because um, calmness to me creates more. And, I, and I'm the one to say that because I am always uptight. And my players always tell me, <laughs> Coach, calm down. We got this. And once they say that, I'm okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's kind of a fine line, right, Coach? You want your players talking, but, you know, under pressure, man, you want them focused yes. and not not to be distracted by I, – I, that, that to me is another uh, totally different area. I'm not sure if – we talk about that enough because we always want our players to talk, but there's times, man, when you just got to play and not be distracted by it. Exactly. You know, I I learned, people think you can't learn from a child or learn from a player, but I do. Uh, Several years ago when I had Taya Cooper on my team, her senior year, and she had picked up a four file and we had like maybe two or three minutes left to go in the game. So I sent a sub in to get her. She would not come off the court. She said, no, I'm not coming up to court. And everybody was looking at me like, you're going to let her do that? And it's her senior year. And I'm like, you know what? She knows what she's going to do. She, it's her call. I let her stay out there. And, but I, I moved her in a different position on defense and on the press. I put on the back of the press and I put on the back of the defense. And she played the next three minutes, even though they were bringing it to her she, she, t- to make her foul. She, because of her, we won that. We won that game to make the championship game. And I learned then that some players know more about themselves, what they can do, than we do as coaches. And you've got to give them a chance to prove it to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great story right there because 
Uh, a lot of times we're pulling our kids probably too mm-hmm. early. And hey, sometimes you just got to say, hey, man, I believe in you. I trust you and just play smart. Exactly. Right. And she taught me that herself because I had I sent a sub in for. So when the sub went on the court, somebody else had to come off the court and we had to get that person right back in in the next play because we didn't want her off the court. Right. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to go with who got you there, I right? Go with who got me there. She got <laughs> I mean, me there, so I had to follow her that, that time. Yeah, that's right, Coach. Um, hey, talk about your uh, – I know I have a lot of coaches that listen and so forth on that, so you might have to be careful maybe when you talk about your offensive mm-hmm. system, but I know the great coaches like mm-hmm. yourself. Hey, you guys – hey, this is what we – this is how we do things. Uh, talk about your offensive philosophy. Are you guys – I know you guys are an up-tempo team. Kind of break it down for us on how you guys like to play. Um, I went to a coach's clinic, and then I, I'm always reading. You know, I don't just go online reading. I read, the, you know, what the good people are saying, like the Kobe Bryant's, the uh, Michael Jordan's, the Larry Bird's, what they did and, and their mindset and their thinking. And th- when you get the ball, there's a, there's a rule that once you get the ball in your hand, you have like 1.5 seconds to make a decision as to what you're going to do. So in other words, as, before you even get the ball, your mind is already calculating as to what I'm going to do. I see an opening. So in practice, we put like two seconds or three seconds on the clock. As the ball is coming to you, your mind's already made up. If you're going to drive and dish off, you're going to shoot, you're going to drive and, and score. So, um, that's why we're more up tempo. You know, you got to make a decision in 1.5 seconds as to what you're going to do. Um, we don't, you know, we don't around and around and around because my motto is shoot before you turn it over. You know, I don't want to turn it over. I really, you, I really have a chance of shooting. Sure. Um, so we basically just, just believe in each other. And if it's a hot hand, you keep that ball in that hot hand. You shoot until you make it, and then you shoot until you miss. And when you miss, you do something differently. Uh, I have players, once they miss a shot and they miss again, they get down. So I let them think, no, you shoot until you make it. And then you keep shooting until you miss. And when you miss, it's somebody else's turn. Yeah, and you believe, and I, I, I'm assuming you guys really believe in the, uh, the offensive board. You send four to the boards. Are you aggressive? Because obviously we're not going to make a lot right. of shots all the time. Uh, it, so it all depends you... on, on, on our opponents. Um, we play some right. teams that they leak out two people. So I only send two people to the board. In, in the shooter, that's, a, that's depending. If, if they're shooting a long shot, they go to the board because a long shot makes a long rebound. But if they're inside shooting during a layup, I tell them just, just circle on out and keep going on out for uh, – to play, you know, play defense, but my two closest to the basket, I don't care who they are. They're the ones that get in there and rebound. Yeah. That's interesting because I know at your level, I mean, I know you're going to tell us like you, you play some great teams that are probably as athletic or more athletic than you. So, so you focus on the transition defense more than the offensive board. Is that right? Yes. Uh, um, Like I said, it depends on, um, the matchup, you know, if I watch game film, I see that they're, like I say, getting two back to, to score, then we get two back, sometimes three back to score. Uh, but if I see them in there trying to get offensive rebounds, we just, you know, and trying to get a, I mean, trying to stop us from getting rebounds, then we stay in there and get offensive rebounds. Uh, prime example, like uh, Denim DeShields, she's only like five, six. And I told her if she's trying to lay the ball up, she got to stay in there and rebound. You don't get out, you stay in there. And she was our second leading scorer, I mean, second leading rebounder, averaging like seven or eight rebounds a game, and she's on a five-six. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. I have um, I have one tall girl, six-two, and I have a bunch mm-hmm. of guards. We're a much better rebounding team. I, I think at the girls' mm-hmm. level, I think guards guards are, are rebound yes. better. I don't know what you feel, but – Man, I think the quickness of the jump, jump is probably yes, more exactly. important. And, and that's why I kept her in there to, to, to get rebounds because she was second lead rebounder. The others I know that, that couldn't box out well and didn't have a good leap, I send them back. And most of the time it's my shooters because they're standing outside the lane anyway, outside the three-point line, so I make them get back. Yeah, absolutely on that. You don't want to give up those easy buckets, right. and I know that's – and we that's do tough. sometimes. Too. Do you guys? 
like is that what we all do no doubt about that um so uh do you play i guess you base it on like for this year's team are you going to have some bigs or are you going to go you know spread it out wide how are you how are you kind of Tell us how you're building your team well, this year. Once again, we we have no height. I think my tallest girl this year probably five ten. So you know, pretty much all of them can shoot. I may have one or two that's uh, a playmaker. You know, going to the basket. Um, so I, don't, I I'm I'm thinking it's going to be an, an, a four out, maybe one in, or a five out offense that I'm going to have to create in the next few sure. months. Just create an offense that's for all five out. And uh, just let th- you know three get back and two rebound, um, because the, the 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 opponents we're coming up against this year, you know they're gonna be quick, they're gonna be running, and uh, same as last year, they run. Uh, as soon as that ball is shot, they're getting back. Um, right. Which Collins Hill did that. They were getting back, um, and that's what hurt us because we we're we're a running team, and if they're getting back, then and then we got to get back. But I think my offense again is just going to be run, run up tempo, run. If we cannot run them, we can beat them. Absolutely on that. And you're, are you looking for? Are you running your guards wide for the open three, or are you guys looking for layups? Are you a layup first team? I am. To be honest, I am whatever you got. If you got a layup, you take it. If you got a, <laughs> if you got a shot, sure. you take it. Um, I prefer a layup because that's the percentages are high. But if you are a shooter and you can shoot those threes, let it ride. Absolutely on that. That's that's so cool because I believe mm-hmm. in the same thing. I I give my players a lot yes. of freedom. Of course, you know, we're we're at a totally we're at a totally different level. But basketball is basketball. It doesn't matter, it doesn't what, matter level. what level. You in Green, Green County? Oh my Green God. County, you yes, man. We're we're. we're uh, I, I we used to play against you all when I was an athlete at Cedar Shows. There are some some talent and some some great coaches from that area. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm actually at Lake Oconee Academy. We're a charter mm-hmm. public school out here. We're right next. We're right next right. to Green County. There are our rivals. So I'm. Um, but uh, yeah, they. <clears throat> now we've we beaten them every year so far. So, but but still, they're a tough mm-hmm. matchup, man. I mean, um, it's a lot of fun. There's some good teams in single there A. Are. People yes, forget. They forget. There's some good quality teams mm-hmm. in the state. And, and I remind my players that all the time, just because it's single A or double A or somebody lower than us, it doesn't mean that we're better. It just means that they have less people in their school. They still got a, a ton of super basketball players and athletes. You just got to, you know, you got to go play your game, not thinking about the size of the school or size of the team or the division. You just got to go play every oh. game. Oh, that's so true. And of course you look at, I mean, Coach, you look at single A private, you got the Hebrons, you got the yes. St. Francis, you got uh, Holy Innocence. I'm talking about some talented yes. teams. Um, talk about Georgia basketball. Girls basketball to me in Georgia is really good, man. Talk about from your level and what you see out there. Uh, when college coaches call me and I tell them all the time, I, you know, you need to recruit more in, 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 in Georgia because we have, a, we have so much talent here. Uh, we're battling every game. There are very few games that it's a blowout. And so when I go on a travel on the road and they come to watch us play, I tell them they need to come to Georgia. And I start naming teams, you know, the West Lakes, the, the Southwest DeKalb, the Buford, the Holy Innes, and the St. Francis. You know, these people, Harrison, these people have talented players, talented teams, and you're missing out on it. So – I try to school some of these college coaches. You got to come more south to Georgia to get some of the best players. Yeah, I totally agree. Is there anybody this year, any any team other than McEacher that that is that really stands out this year? That's going to be a team to beat. To be honest, I I always in my mind I always say all of them. I don't think I never right. think there's a team that. Um, it's, they're easy to beat. Even the teams that I know, we have beaten by 30 or 40, and they, they never have beaten us. I always feel like there's a chance something can happen. We can have the worst night of our life, and they can have the best life because that's happened to us. So to, to be the state champion, champions, we've got to get through everyone beginning the first team of, of the season because all of it plays, in a, plays a part into getting to that championship game. They're preparing us. So I, right, I believe right. everybody. I think 
I, I, I don't give anybody more credit than, than the other teams. I, I give them all, hey, we're on the same level. The score is zero to zero. So who come out here and play the best game today is going to win that game. Yeah, I love that. So every game's a championship yes. game, I mean, and res- respect all, exactly. fear none, right? And, and, and it comes down to, comes <laughs> I down love to that. that day. Today may be the best game of your yeah. life, and tomorrow you're coming in and be the worst game. So I would say, hey, who are you playing today? Play for today. Yeah, that's a great point, Coach. Coach, talk about your defensive philosophy. Because I, I, what I'm trying to do with all your coaches is just trying to find out how you build your program I would imagine you guys are an mm-hmm. aggressive defensive pressure team. Kind of give us a little um, little breakdown of how you all play defense there. You're right. It's very aggressive. Um, we're up on you, in your face, um, unless you're very quick. You know, at that point, we respect you and give you a step. But we also, in our mind, we have to be in a position to see, to help, uh, to be able to rotate. We do a lot of rotation drills. We do a lot of helping drills. We do a lot of drills where you um, we're on you so so tight, and and to make the, the offense try to drive past us, because sometimes we think we don't realize how smart we are defensively. If a person got the ball in their hand, they got to think about what they're going to do. All you got to do is sit back and play defense and stop them. In their mind, they got to think: Do I pass? Do I drive? Do I cut? Do I shoot? Do I go back door? Do I be cut? Do I what do I do? So they got a lot going on in their mind when all you got to do is just stop them. You got one thing to do, stop them. That's it. So up, temp, up, up, up in their face, denying them the ball. If it's the best player, deny them the ball. Frustrate them. Be a little, be a little net or be a, a fly in, at a barbecue. Just be all over somebody, getting on somebody's nerves. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming, like you said, since you're up there, you're forcing the dribble, you're forcing mm-hmm. the bounce. Your girls, your girls better be yes. in the gaps. How do you teach that? Do you teach, you know, uh, everybody in the lane, you know, if you're off the ball or um, how, do, how do you teach your um, help? My help, if, if your girl's not that shooter, then if your girl's a shooter, you've got to stick kind of close to her so she won't get the ball. But if your girl's not a, really a shooter, um, you get in help mode, especially if she's a slasher. You get in help mode. So now you're helping your teammate out, but you're, you're prohibiting that girl from slashing. Uh, if the girl is a shooter, um, you don't get off as, as much. You know, we do a two-step rule or a three-step rule. But if your girl is a shooter, you only can get off of her one, one step because most teams know how to skip that ball to that shooter. And if they're a shooter, they're ready to shoot. I don't care how far away you are from them or how close you are to them. So you you got to see man see ball at all times. I call it six shooters. You you point at your man and point okay. at the ball, but I have we've been training our girls to look straight ahead, and I'm holding up my hand how many fingers I got, and you got to yell out how many fingers I got, but at the same time see your man and see the ball. Absolutely, you got to have that great yes. vision. And if you're playing, if you're playing Westlake, Ooh. and you're going against their great point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I know, you know, yes, what I'm talking yes. about and how, are you um, you got to play her yes. smart. I know she's quick yes. as a cat. I know she and can smart. shoot. Are you trying to double? How do you stop? You, are you a double? Um, are you trying to trap you her? Know, or? I, I, I firmly believe a, a, a great player is going to get theirs no matter what you do. They're going to get their points. So you don't focus so much on just trying to stop her. You, you try to contain okay. her, and that's it. You don't let her go out and get no, no 25, 30 points. You contain, if you can contain her to, like, 18 points, if you can, you know, you can contain her and just don't let the others get the trash buckets um, because she's going to get hers. I don't, I don't know if you remember the year we went to state and the big girl had 51 points on us. Do you remember that? But we still won. Right, right, well, for sure. We, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, we that's knew a good she point. was going to get hers. You know, we, we knew we were not going to be able to stop her because she was 6'4", whatever, whatever. And we, our tallest girl was 5'10". So she's going to get hers. Don't let the rest of the girls <laughs> get hot or score some trash buckets. And that's how we won. You know, she had 51 points, and we still won by six, seven points because we didn't let the other girls get, get anything. I love that because I think everybody's different. Um, and I think that's that's part of coaching. I, I know we try to take out 
like the other team's mm-hmm. best player, best mm-hmm. ball handler, whatever. Um, but I do think it's actually just as smart, man. Like you're saying, hey, if that girl is so good, just let the other kind of minimize minimize the damage mm-hmm. from the other girls. Yes. I, I love that because you, there are just some players you can't stop. And and Wesley got that point guard. You know, she. I don't think she can be stopped. You know, I've had players that could not be stopped no matter what you do. You can't stop them. So they were so bent on boxing one, triangling two, and 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 double teaming that one person. They forget about my other girls. They can score too, and that's that's happened with us in the past. They forgot about the other girls, and other girls would kill them. You just try to minimize that that person if possible. You know, just put a good defender on and just play a defense, and and the rest of it don't give up a whole lot of trash. Yeah, and it's almost like playing against Kayla McPherson over there at Madison. Yes, exactly. I mean, you're not you're not. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. might stop her, but man, there's not too many teams right. that can stop her. Man, she's, she's a great, great guard. guard. So. She she she's not gonna be able to win it by herself. She may win some games, some 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 games by herself, but when you get up against the real really good teams, um, she she's not going to be able to do it because they they they're gonna know how to contain her just enough, and they're gonna stop the other girls from getting from getting any trash buckets, getting any little easy buckets. Yeah, that's so true. Are, are you guys? Do you are you a pressing team where you're trying to? And I'm sure it's based on yes. who you're playing. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Um, are, do you love to get out and press? Maybe zone or man to man and drop back in I the love man. It. What, 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 how uh, do you yeah, guys we press. Play? We we pretty much press, jump with the ball. You know, press from the beginning. Okay. Uh, and, and fall back into a man or fall back into a zone. You know, it all depends. You know, we got some codes that if we're gonna go full court man press and in in a, in a half court man or full-court zone press and in and half-court zone defense, it all depends uh, what, you know, is called out. And um, then uh, sometimes the girls come up and told me, Coach, we need to, we need to run this pre- press right here. Okay, let's try it. Go. So, um, but I do. I love the uh, pressure defense. And I love for people to press us. It just, I don't I think it makes us better. I want people to press us. And... and- that that is because you're going to try to get some easy yes. layup. You got some good handlers. Yes. You feel confident with mm-hmm. your players. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, come on, bring, bring on, it on. Right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think sometimes the philosophy is 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 press a pressing team. Is that what people do to you? Yes. Sometimes yes. is, is press a pressing team, and, and um, it just make the game so much so much more fun um, when they press us, and especially if. Um, when my point guard has gotten into foul trouble, I mean, they're all down our throats, but I think press a pressing team, give them what they're giving you. You know, that's, that's just how I feel. And sometimes we come on top of the game and win. Sometimes we lose it. So when we lose it, we watch them and see who was out of position. Right. But you're going to do it yes. your way though. I love that. That sounds like hey, we're going to do it the McKeithen exactly. way. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching you guys this year. I think you guys are going to, have a great team. Um, talk about practice. Uh, Cause I always ask, you know, how do you, how do people design their practices and give us a couple really good, maybe give us a couple of good of your rotational drills that you guys love. How do you put together a practice? Uh, well, I, I, I have a timer on the clock. I mean, you know, the clock is on always. Uh, they had to be on the floor okay. by a certain time. If you're not on the floor shooting, if practice starts at four o'clock, Three forty-five. You have to be on the floor. Shoe shoelaces tied. Practice uniform on. Shooting. You know some warm-up stuff. Um, and um, right. if you're late, however many minutes you're late is how many laps you run or how many sprints you run. And then we just stretch and uh, we go through warm-up drills. You know maybe some some slides, some zigzags, some layups, uh, something just to warm warm their body up. And then we get into just some regular drill, like some two-line scatter, which is two-line hit ahead, and just passing the ball, like maybe the the point guard hitting the two girl, the point guard hitting the three girl, and we just go from one on two two people out, three people out, four people out until we into a full five-man break, um, and then right. we do some defensive stuff, defensive drills, um, hedging, get over the pick, get under the pick, double teaming the ball. We go through that. And then we kind of put it all together, go through the spots and defense and put it all together, half court stuff. 
and then maybe the last 20 minutes we scrimmage. We try to, we try to have scrimmage every day if possible. Yeah, and give us, you know, give us a, a one or two drills that, man, this is what we do at McEachern all the time. Every coach, every coach, right? They all, everybody has one or two favorite drills. So, um, I want a drill that I can steal from uh, the coach. <laughs> what do y'all do? The one that I really love and it, and it tires them out is a figure eight layup drill. Um, you have four lines, and we put three minutes. Okay. How many minutes? But we don't want to put three minutes on the clock, and they got to make a certain amount of layups. But they're doing a figure eight all around the whole court. So the right hand side on on each court on the court has a basketball. So you you lay the ball up, you go around figure eight all to the other half of the court. And now you're a rebounder, and then when you rebound the ball, you weave around in a figure eight and get back on the mm-hmm. right hand side. Now you're laying the ball up. And the ball cannot touch the floor, even if it fumbles. You got to catch the ball. You got to be there and hand the ball off as they lay it up. So it's a fast-paced drill, um, and and they, they follow the same person every time. You're gonna have that one person gonna go to the wrong line and mess up everything every time. So you stop. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> exactly. You run them. You put them back in that figure eight, and you got to go back to three minutes. And they got to go the whole three minutes, and make the amount of layups without letting the ball touch the floor to make it clean. So it's three minutes, and what's your – you have like a, a score goal? What's your score uh, it, goal? We start out low, you know. Uh, it all depends. Sometimes 20 layups, 15, 15 scores. What I do with the team I have, I do it the very first day and see how many they make, and then I may add 10 right. to it or 5 to it or whatever because you got to go – what what they're doing at that time is different for every group. That's 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 one of my Absolutely. that's one of my favorite and and I love three on three on three. Um, where you know you have um, maybe six girls on one basket and six on the other basket. All depends on how many you have in your team, but it's three on three and mm-hmm. the offense trying to score. If they score. The defense got to try to get the ball inbounds and across half court, but you can't cross half court as defense. It's kind of like the back in the day uh, basketball, the way it first started. So then when they cross the court, they're picking up three new defenders, you know, three new, three new defense people getting gotcha. them. Then they try to score on them. And, and it's, we do that for about five minutes. And you got to score each, you know, the first team to score maybe three buckets, you're, you're the winner. And the last person, they got to run a sprint or do a 30. Uh, nine and three drill, running drill. And nine and three is what my girls hate. You got to run nine laps in three minutes and you got to make it or you'll run a 30 second drill or a 10 second drill. So you got to, um, so that's one of your punishments, nine laps. Yes, in three all you got to do is say, in a corner and they hate it. They absolutely, because you got to sprint. You have to make three laps in a minute. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Oh, three laps, three laps well, in a minute, yeah, three laps nine, in a minute. Nine laps in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. And I yeah, put my managers yeah. and coaches um, in the corners. That way they can't cut. cut. Can't cut corners. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Hey, and I, I hear coaches all the time saying, if my players don't like the drill, we're going to use that a lot. Are, do you believe that? Uh, <laughs> I yeah, mean, just can't, not, not all the time. time. Yeah, sometimes, but, sometimes, because – <laughs> Oftentimes, if the player don't like the drill, I don't like it, you know. Uh, and they right, don't like right. the figure eight drill, but they do like it because it get kind of competitive. And um, they there are some drills. The only thing my girls don't like is that nine and three. They hate it. Um, I don't know. I think it's yeah. more running. But they, they love the three on three on three. They actually run. They actually do that all the time. Yeah, and I think um, do you feel like I, I know I know a lot of coaches. That's all they do the whole practice is five on five. Okay, and that's fine. Everybody's mm-hmm. different, and I think you you do have to do that. Every coach is different. I think the the three on three or even the four mm-hmm. on four. Mm-hmm. I love three on three coach. You're getting more yes. touches. I think the kids are getting more yes, work. Yes, right. I mean, we have done two on two um, because. You can see the screen and roll better. You can see the give and go, the pass and cut. You can see the floor better. Um, you know, I was I would listen to the um, Houston Rockets uh, 
podcast yesterday, the Zoom yesterday, and the guy said something that I, I wrote down that I can't wait to tell the girls. And it was, uh, you got to read the floor as you're going down. And I'm thinking, I don't ne- run the court with vision was what he said. I said, I got to remember that. You right. got to run the court with vision. As you run the court, you got to see, see what's happening, what's getting ready to happen, see where there's an opening. And if you're in front of the pack, if you're in the front of the pack and you're running with vision, you are the creator of that next play. Because you can run down the court and come circle back around and set a pick. You can run down the court and go across and set a pick. You can run down the court and, and, and spin and seal. Uh, if you're in the front of the pack and you're running with vision, you're the person who creates the, the first offensive play. Yeah, and I love that. And, and what I love what you're saying is, is even at your mm-hmm. level, there's a teaching. It's not the actual right. drill. It's those concepts that you learn that will help help me uh, help right, teach exactly, better right exactly and um i try not to give out a, a, a lot of a lot of paperwork because sometimes oftentimes they don't <laughs> read it because i was cleaning the locker right. room yesterday just just checking the locker room out and um i saw papers i had given them some of them taken with them but um i try to put something in their locker they put something in their locker that they have to read every day and maybe i am going to make my free throws today or whatever their weakest thing I have them put in their locker and they had to see it every day. But we also envision that seeing ourselves doing well when we do our meditation. Um, and, and, and what I do know is if there's a girl who is not as good, the more I'm on them, the worse they play, the less, the more I talk to them in a calm manner and call them over and tell them what they need to do, the better they play. I think every player needs a pat on the back, even the best players. Yeah, that's a great point. And and do you believe that each player learns differently? Now, there might be some players on your team that might need a playbook. Yes. And there's there's probably some of them that, hey, you know what? I need to actually do it. I don't want to see it. So how 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 do you approach that? Everybody's yes. different. Uh, right? and, and I ha- I ha- I have that on my team. That some you have to it's hands on. You gotta do it in order for them to get it. They don't need to see it. You just gotta they gotta walk through it. Uh, and I have some, they, right. you have to show them on the board. And we'll get in the room with the board and have, uh, I go up and draw it up and then I erase it. And then I have each person come up there and draw their version of what's the next step, what's the next step, what's step three? Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here is your position. And I have them do that. And then we watch it on game film. Uh, well, we may have ran it right in the game and I'll show them on game film. See, here's the first cut, second cut. Here's another option right here. So you have to show them all three ways. Visually, they got to draw it up themselves, and uh, they got to go through it themselves on the court. And that's important, yes. Coach, because when you're having a timeout, you're having a timeout in a, in a clutch time. You got to know, like, you just can't Mm-mm. say it to this girl. You might, to, you might have to draw it up or something or – you know, just physically demonstrate it somehow. I mean, it's amazing. Coaches yes, forget Yes, and that. I learned it the hard way uh, several years ago. You know, the mm-hmm. year before that, I would call timeout and say, look, I want you go here, 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 and we're going to cut here. And they went out there and it did like clockwork. Then the next year, I did the same thing. and went right. out there and two girls went to the wrong spot. I just told her where to go. Called another timeout. Right. <laughs> drew it up. And they went right out there and did it. You know, some people just a visual learner. Some people are auditory. So you have to, you got to teach them just like in a classroom. You got to teach the way they learn. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, coach, my last question is um, you've already, you've already mentioned uh, about you doing a lot of um, online learning for Mm -hmm. yourself. Give us something that you use in your program that makes you a better coach, whether that's huddle whether that's, um, you know, watching videos, going to other coaches' practice, what do you do to make yourself a better coach? Oh, I try to do anything I can. I, I do go on huddle. Uh, I have spoken to other coaches and, and, and t- tell them to give me ideas. I remember there was there were some schools, Campbell High School in, in Douglas County High School, they have players that would go through the wall, and I would always ask them, how do you make your players go so hard? So, but I, but you know, they don't tell me the secrets, but there are some coaches who uh, will tell you, we just do drills and we do this and, and I, I give out this. And, but I, I don't mind sharing 
with other coaches. I have told coaches, hey, I will give you a film of you if you give me a film. If you give me a film, I'll give you a film of us if you give me a film of you all. Because at the end of the day, you've got to sure. break it down and you've got to try to win. I don't have to sneak around and try to ask people for a film. Give it to them. We'll share. So I think the best way is being a steward of the game, watching the game, um, watching drills, learning new drills, implementing something new every once in a while. Not a lot because they got a lot to learn anyway, but imp- implementing something new and make it fun. Every once in a while, do a fun drill they like doing. So I, I, I buy books, I buy videos, I watch it on TV, I watch a high school game somewhere else. I just go and watch and see what they're doing. Yeah, I love that. You're a learn-it-all, yes, right? I, I, <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. And I, um, I, every uh, this September, we run a clinic out here. Uh, we call it Legends on okay. the Lake. So don't be surprised if I give you a call to come out and speak okay. in it. Hopefully they're going to allow us to do so. it. So, um, yeah, we would love to get you out because you build a thank great you. program I'll there at McEachern. Coach, uh, thank you so much. What's what's the best way if a coach wanted to contact you? What's the best way to get a hold of Probably you? Probably through my cell phone. I, I check my emails at school every other day, sometimes every day, but either email my school email or by my cell phone. All right, great. And I'll have actually I'll have your email um, on the site and so forth. And I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast. Um, do you have a, a good social media, Facebook or Twitter? Because I do. I send it out through all that. Anything that the um, listeners need to be no, aware of? I don't. I, I, I don't get into that too much. Now, my school got a Twitter account and all that. I, I try to stay away from that. <laughs> sure. You know. Uh, I, I watch other people, but I don't put my nothing with me up there. But I do watch. I go on Twitter to see uh, anything, you know, especially something that somebody said or what they're doing or some kind of play or drill. I go through that, and um, and I and I have the last few days sent out two um, of Kobe's um, speeches he made to the players, which was very very informative. But I, I don't have that no. Yeah, and that's probably yes, smart. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of junk yes. out there. Um, but there's also, like you said, there's a lot of great, yeah, stuff, lot of great stuff that people are giving, giving mm-hmm. away information. Coach, thanks You're for welcome. sharing. Thank I appreciate it. I'm hoping, absolutely, I'm hoping to see okay, you in Macon. So too. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coach, thank you, you so much. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, take care. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I'd love to help you get game results this season. Check out a free trial of my Pure Sweat training app on the Google Play and App Store today. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and you are listening to the Championship Vision Podcast. Hey, coaches, this is Brad Hillegas, content producer at Huddle for the NBA, NCAA Division I, and high school basketball. I'm a big fan of Coach Furtado's podcast, Championship Vision, because it connects coaches around the country that want to continue learning and growing our beloved game. The X's and O's, coaching philosophy, teaching principles, they're all here. And that's a mission that we're working on at Huddle as well. More than 160,000 teams, including the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate their performance with video. But our collection of online tools is much more than that. Mobile desktop apps, smart cameras, video editing, data analytics software, the list goes on. But our goal is to help coaches like you teach the game in a modern way, whether that's connecting with your athletes, communicating your game plan, or looking to gain a competitive edge. If you want to see how Huddle can help your program, visit Huddle.com. That's H-U-D-L.com to learn more. And of course, keep listening to the Championship Vision podcast to never stop learning. Coaches, I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Coach Phyllis Arthur. What a um, experienced, knowledgeable coach! I'm really, I got a lot of great things out of how she has built McEachern into a state power, but also really, as far as a national power, she has competed uh, her program in the national tournament and so forth. So she's um, really a fabulous coach. Um, I love how she talks about the toughness, the mindset. Um, I picked up how. She does some things to motivate her team through meditation, uh, 20 minutes before games. I love that. So she's always 
learning how to motivate her players, which I think that's a sign of a really good coach. Um, and really, I, I asked her some you know straightforward questions on what she's going to do with her team this year. I think they're going to have an up-tempo team. I think it's going to be an exciting team to watch. I'm really looking forward to uh, watching a few of their games this year. Um, and also, she really kind of gave us a feel for drills, the figure eight layup drill, the three-on-three-on-three drill. Um, so please contact her if you want to find out more information about her program. Uh, the information is going to be on the website. So, uh, But don't forget, uh, go to championshipvision.org, and I have a, a just a list. I have some great items that uh, I've put together that uh, I think you would really like. So if you're looking to, you're building your program, uh, just recently I put together um, our conditioning program that we run here at Lake Oconee Academy called the Titan Games. It has videos on it, has descriptions. I think you would really enjoy adding parts of that or maybe all of it to your program. So it's championshipvision.org. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Championship Vision Podcast. Take care.